Philippians in chapter number four and verse number 19. I'm gonna preach tonight on Jesus is all you need. Verse 19 said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, uh, we can drive ourselves crazy like most of the world is by worrying and having fretfulness and just being afraid. And I appreciate Ariel singing that song tonight, Didn't I Walk on the Water? Because a lot of times we need reminding. Brother Kendall, with his testimony, talked about how God will remind us and kind of put up with us and take us back. And I'm paraphrasing, but what he's saying is that we forget all the things that God has done for us. We forget that he's come through for us time and time and time and time again and then something comes up. Sometimes it's a big thing. Sometimes it's a small thing. But we get shook up and we get concerned that God is uh, going to take care of us this time. We know he did it 9,422 times. But this 9,423, we're just not sure if he's going to be able to do it or not. But the Bible said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we can drive ourselves crazy about worrying about things and fretting over things. And like that Indian chief that went to the doctor and he said, Doc, I'm having nightmares. I, I can't rest. I'm afraid all the time. I'm having nightmares. And the doctor said, well, tell me about it. And he said, well, he said, sometimes I dream that I'm a teepee. And uh, the doctor said, boy, that's strange. And he said, and some other nights, he said, I dream I'm a wigwam. And he said, he said, you dream you're a teepee sometimes and a wigwam sometimes. Doctor said, sounds like to me, chief, you're just two tents. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, you get that. It's downhill from here on out. That's the best the message he's going to get tonight. Amen. All right, so laugh or do something. All right, if you'll say amen real quick, I'll get done real quick. All right? But I think sometimes we just get too tense and too wrapped up about things. And he went to the doctor to try to get some help. I tell you, thank God for good medicine and, and the doctors and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, there's not a doctor, there's not a pill on planet Earth that's going to give you tranquility of mind like the Word of God. And the Word of God says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But first of all, Paul gives us the secret to this, to be able to cash in on this. If you want to put it this way, there's got to be a personal relationship. Paul said, but my God shall supply all your need. There's got to be a personal relationship. Paul did not just have religion. He had a relationship with God. Now, we sang that song, and I like that old-time religion, and it is good enough for me. But old-time religion will get you out of the honky-tonks of this world. The old-time religion and the Bible religion will get you out of the dives of this world. It'll take a beer bottle out of your hand and replace it with a Bible. It'll get you off dope and put you on hope. It'll get you out of the mire and it puts you singing in the choir. It'll get you out of the VFW on Friday night and Saturday night and put you in the house of God on Sunday morning, amen, singing Amazing Grace, How Sweet to Sound. That saved a wretch like me. There's got to be a personal relationship. And the most miserable people on planet Earth are people that's got religion, but they don't know the Lord. I mean, you, you remember when your religion just wouldn't do it anymore and you tried to go to church and you tried to do better and 
you tried to swing a deal with God. Say, you know what? I'm going to straighten out. I'm going to do better. I'm going to get better. And uh, with that, with just religion, all you're going to be doing is miserable. And I'm telling you, pretty soon the cork is going to blow and the real you's going to come out. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they was talking about, uh, you know, we were talking about different things and how that God changed their mind. God changed their language. Uh, God changed my desires, friend. I mean, for 25 years, I, I don't understand these people say they're right with God. They say they're saved. And I mean, the little, little old thing and buddy, they just cuss a blue streak, go crazy using all kind of foul language. I'm telling you, listen, I, I, my family's here and I'm not going to go into great detail, but I'm telling you, when God saved me, God changed my language. Amen. God changed my heart. And you see these people, I tell you what, you put the pressure on somebody and you'll find out what's on the inside. I remember when I got saved, I mean, it thrilled my soul. You say, what happened to you? Well, I think I hit my, hit my thumb or something uh, with a hammer. And I, I remember when I hit it or, or maybe I was tightening something down and the wrench slipped and, and I cut a big gal, Jim, I can't remember exactly. But I remember in my mind when I said that, when I done that, right when I did it, I said, praise the Lord. And buddy, it thrilled my soul and I was holding on to my hand and shouting at the same time. And some of it probably was from pain. But, but I say, thank God what was in my heart now came out. That wasn't even premeditated. I said, thank God, praise the Lord, and that what's inside came out. You say, what happened to you? You just get just religion? No, I had that for years and years and years. I got born again by the grace of God. I got saved. God changed my life and made me a child of God, amen. There's a personal relationship. Religion cannot take red blood. Put it on your black heart and wash you white as snow. I tell you what religion will do, it'll make you miserable and you'll just be just like everybody else. I mean, listen, dead is last year's bird's nest. No joy, no happiness, no satisfaction. Mean and mad all the time. Praise God, if you got a relationship with Jesus Christ, he'll put some joy on the inside. And I am glad to be part of the family of God tonight. We got our names in the same book and we're washed in the same blood and we're serving the same Father, going to the same place. Praise God for the same church, at least right down here, amen. Thank God for the church and I am part of the family. I'm just glad to be part of the family of God. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather be in church, praise God, holding on to a broom handle or sweeping up something or taking a trash out than I would doing something with this world. And they'll wake up in the morning and you'll wake up in the morning. No joy, no happiness, no satisfaction. Praise God, when I woke up this morning, I knew where I was at. I found my car keys. I knew where my vehicle was parked and I woke up with joy on the inside, amen? You can't do that if you're not saved, amen. It's gotta be a personal relationship. That song said, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. From the door of an orphanage to the house of the king. No longer an outcast, a new song I sing. From rags to riches, uh, from weak to the strong. I'm not worthy to be here, but praise God I belong. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. And I'm not going to sing it because I'm afraid y'all run. But I'm going to tell you this. Thank God I'm glad to be part of the family of God. Amen. I'm talking about God's people. 
Honey, when I got saved, y'all have heard it before, and you'll hear it again. When I got saved, I hooked up with the church. I went to church that night, amen. And the greatest people on planet Earth is the people of God. Just to be called the family of God, just to be called a child of God is a blessing. Just to know that you're not going to hell in and with itself, that's a blessing, amen. That's enough to run to Rio Mountain and back. I'm talking about formerly the Bible said we were children of wrath. Children of wrath, even as others, but God, who is rich in mercy, wherewith he loved us and with his great love, he loved us even when we were dead in sin. Hey, you think about this. I mean, listen, I'm talking about before you got saved. The Bible said in Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not when we was good old boys, not when we was good old girls. I'm talking about when we was telling God no, when we were living our life our own way when we was doing our own thing and telling God no. God just kept drawing and God just kept saying come on and God just kept saying come with me and God just kept drawing and who was it? I can't remember who it was. Oh, uh, Brother Andy's the other night when Brother Dakota was preaching. Somebody got up and they talk, started talking about Abraham and started talking about Isaac and started talking about when the servant went and got the bride for Isaac and said wilt thou go with this man? That is a picture of the Spirit of God. I remember when the Holy Ghost said, why don't you come to Jesus? Why don't you drop this? Why don't you give up? There's a better life than this. Thank God I'm glad I, 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 I listen, I turned my back on the whole world. I waved the white flag of surrender. I said, God, if you'll take me like I am, you're, you're gonna be my Lord and I'm gonna be your child forever. Amen. And I'm telling you, he took me just like I was, but he did not leave me like he found me. Amen. Thank God. I'm talking about a personal relationship, amen? Thank God for that, a personal relationship. I, I tell you, you think about what God would do for his children. I mean, childhood not only refers to our condition as God's family, but it also, friend, speaks about our position. First John 3, 1, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when we shall see him, we shall see him as he is. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what it shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We're gonna see him as he is, but we're not gonna be like we are. We're going to see him as he is, but we're not going to be like we are. I mean, listen, I'm talking about children of God, but we still got problems and got issues and got this sin nature that wants to rise up. Thank God there is coming a day that personal relationship is going to consummate and we're going to be sun place and we're going to have a new body and praise God we're getting out of this place because there's a personal relationship. Amen. He said, my God. And I like this. He said, my God shall supply all my need. He didn't say my job. And I think you ought to work. Amen. And if you don't work, you're just sorry. It's branch water. Amen. What somebody said. That's right. But he, he didn't say my job or my 401k or my stocks and bonds. You people say, well, I had a lot invested. Yeah, and Bernie, Bernie made off with it, didn't he? Amen. I'm talking about Bernie Madoff and all these Ponzi schemes. Everybody want to get in a scheme. Everybody want to get in a scheme somehow. How can I scheme to get here? How can I scheme to get there? I tell you what you need to do. You get a good dose of heaven sent, Holy Ghost, Jordan wide, life changing salvation, and you'll become a child of God, and God will take care of you, amen. 
I mean, listen, I'm not talking about a portfolio and I'm not talking about investments and I'm not even talking about social security because all of those things could be gone. I mean, I got a long way to go before I start drawing social security, amen. At least that's my story and I'm taking to it. I got a long way to go. I don't know if they're gonna have social security by the time I get to be 65. I don't know if they'll have that way on down the road like that. But I'm gonna tell you this, if they got social security or if they don't, I mean, listen, if they, got, if they got Social Security, if they don't, I still got security. Amen? I'm telling you, this Bible has not changed. It said, my God shall supply all of your need. Thank God, listen, uh, everybody's talking about it. Well, I don't know what's it. God has not been affected by a recession. God's not affected by what's going on at the Ukraine. And I'm telling you, COVID has got blamed for everything. I mean, listen, and everybody in here has had it at least once or twice or three times. I don't know. Everybody, and it just got blamed for this, and it's held this shipment up. We can't get this now. I was talking to somebody, and they was somewhere at a Georgia Pacific plant. They said, Brother Randy, they said, he said they had OSB, and it was about $50 a sheet at that time. They had OSB. And he said, Brother Randy, he said it was miles of it, stacked up as high as you could see. But they were saying that Home Depot didn't have none. This is the reason it's $50 a sheet. I like liar, liar, pants on fire. It's $50 a sheet because somebody somewhere is getting rich. But I'm going to tell you something right now, honey. God still took care of us and the OSB, everybody worked plywoods in and a two by four, $10 a stick. It ain't good and I ain't rejoicing over it. And I know Luke ain't, and I know that there's some other ones ain't, amen? But I'm gonna tell you, if OSB goes to $150 a sheet, somehow, some way, if somebody has buried some pressure-treated OSB somewhere, hey, you looking at one fella, I believe that somehow, some way, we'll find where the OSB's at. Somehow, some way, I don't know how. You say, how are you gonna do that? Because the Bible says so. If you're saved, if you are saved, he said, but my God shall supply all of your needs. He's not the God who heard. <laughs> He's the God who hears tonight. He didn't just, he didn't just saw what went on. He sees right now he is a present tense God. Thank God, listen, we serve the same God that walked with Adam in the garden. We serve the same God that called Abram out of Ur of the Chaldees. That same God that said, Abram, get up and get out. That same God came to me and you and said, get up and get out and come go with me. Praise God, the same God that spoke to Abram spoke to us in our hearts and said, come on, let's be saved. And I'm telling you, God changed their life because of that. Amen. But my God shall supply all of your need. That's a promise. Amen. You can rely on. He said, shall supply. You know what? God likes to work <laughs> when nothing else will. God likes to work when nothing else will work. As a matter of fact, if everything will work, most of the time we'll try that. Most of the time, we'll try to figure this out and figure that out and figure this out. And we'll try to compute it. And we'll try to calculate it. And I'm telling you, every one of us has done it, amen, just might as well shake your head at one time or another. We've tried to figure it out and how we're gonna make in meet and how's all this gonna happen. I'm telling you this, the reason we know that God shall supply is because God has supplied. He has supplied. 
I mean, there is no need to doubt him now. He'll make a way somehow. Safely, he's brought us this far. There is no need to doubt him now. I'm telling you, if you've been saved, if you've been saved just a little while, I'm telling you, you know God has been in time, on time, all the time, at the right time. And honey, he knows what's going on in our life. I'm glad I don't have to get in touch with somebody and call 1-800 or 800 numbers and talk to some psychic that ain't got no more sense and nothing, amen. Talk, well, you tell me this and I, I'll tell you. Hey, listen, I, I'm glad I don't have to go to some palm reader to get my future told. Praise God, I know what my future is. I know whom I believe and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you because he has. Can you honestly, can we honestly say, well, the Lord, you, you failed me. I mean, listen, you think the Lord's failed and you think you at the bottom. He'll let you get to the bottom, bottom. I mean, and he'll come through for you to show you that he is still God. He has been our shoulder to lean on. He has been there when nobody else has been there. I mean, he has never forsaken us. He has been right there with us. I mean, listen, I, God takes care of us. Amen. I thought about this when we went up to that Jewish meeting, and I don't know how long ago that's been, but that Jewish meeting up there at, at Sand Mountain, we took a bunch of young people with us, and uh, they, you know, they, we took a good load up there, pretty good load, and uh, you know, we went up there, and I didn't know. I didn't know this was going to happen. Now, I knew that Brother Freed and somehow they was affiliated somehow with the Van Heusen people. Now, I don't know how all that got started. Uh, you know those Jewish folks, they smart, amen, they figure out. But I don't know how all that happened. But anyway, he got hooked in somewhere. And uh, so we just took a bunch of young people up there, pretty good crowd. And when we walked in, they said, now listen, before y'all leave, Y'all, some of y'all remember this. I think Brother McCracken still got some of them ties, I guess. I don't know. I've still got some of them somewhere. Amen. Amen, Brother Henderson. And I'm telling you, we went there, and uh, they said, before you leave, you make sure to go over there and get, and here's the dangerous thing, get what you want. Get what you want. Honey, I ain't never been saying, I've, I've been wanting to get in a size 36 britches in a long time. But I ain't never been so wanting to get. I mean, they didn't have no shoes for me to get in, but they had. They had some. They had some blue jeans, and I mean, listen. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about rustlers, and I wore rustlers, and I'm not talking about dickies. <laughs> I'm talking about Tommy Hilfiger's, and I know Tommy Hilfiger. I tell you what, if it's for free, it's for me, except horses. Somebody give us free horse. I don't want no free horse no more. But I, I'm gonna tell you this: if it's for free, it's for me, and I'm talking about. I'm talking about Van Hughes and ties. Y'all remember that? Van Hughes and ties. I'm talking about shirts and ties and blue jeans and I mean nice stuff. Vest. And, and listen, Brother Henderson, you could probably got some there because they had 36 regulars and 55 or 56 regulars or 56 longs. They didn't have no vest. And I'm like, man alive, I knew we didn't get here on time, but it wasn't for me. You say, it was for the young people. They got to cash in on that. They, they spent a night. They could have been doing something else, but they took that night to go sing in the choir. They took that night. They could have been doing something else, and God blessed them, and God honored them with that. And I know it ain't all about things, and I know it ain't all about stuff, but I'm glad, thank God, God shall, shall supply all your need. Honey, I'm telling you, God is the God of today, right now. And he's not run out of any resources. 
God's not going to ask me and you to do something he's not planning on doing. The Bible said in 1 Timothy 5, 8, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. You say, what does all mean? It means all. Amen. Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. A-double-L, all. But my God shall supply all your need. You say, what does that mean? It means fill in the blank. God gives you a blank and says, all right, fill it in. What you need, what do you need? Whatever it is you need, fill it in there and I will take care of you. Now here's what you'll find out. You'll find this out, amen, that you, you might think, you know, uh, you might think you need, and amen, you might think that you have a need and what you need may not be exactly what you need. Amen. You, you may be some things and they, they may be some things that you think you need and you may not necessarily need. But God said, God knows your need. Amen. And he said, I, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 103 verse 13 said, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Amen. Hebrews 6, 13, when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, shall he not make it good? I'll tell you what God will do. God said, if you'll trust him, if you'll ask him, if you'll come to him in repentance and faith, he'll save you if you come to Jesus. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Amen. That's exactly what he means to you. It means no way. He, if you come to him, he will not cast you out. You've got God's word on that. Amen. The world is full of a lot of uncertainties, economically, socially. We're living in days where people of the Lord need to be sure and get it nailed down that you can trust God. Amen? The possibilities revealed. All. All. Amen? All. What you want might not be what you need. Amen? You say, isn't it good sometimes God withholds things? I'm thinking about one thing right in my mind right now. This is, it's been recent. I was like, I do not understand why in the world that that didn't happen. I don't, I don't know why. Why did, not, why did that fall through? And I look back now, Brother Micah, I'm like, thank God that that did not go through like I wanted it to. Look back on your own life. If it had worked out like you thought it worked out, God, listen, you'd have missed out. People, people missed out on some of the greatest blessings and testimonies of what God has done. Matthew 6, 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Verse 28 of Matthew 6, And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? I tell you, 
That should calm us down tonight to know that God pays attention. Every time I see a, see a, a little old sparrow or something like that, <clears throat> every time I see, just see one there and don't know what happened to it, sometimes I know what happened to them, sometimes y'all know what happens to the little sparrow. Poor little old sparrow, ain't hurt nobody. But you'll see a sparrow and there it'll be and it'll be dead. And you look at it, and I, the first thing I think is, well, God just marked another one off. He just noted another one. If he takes note of the sparrows and the fowls of the air and knows every one of them, and when one of them falls, he takes note of that, you better believe, friend, God knows what's going on at your house. And he knows how to get it to your mailbox. And he knows how to get it to where you are. And sometimes he'll get you to get where you need to be. And sometimes he'll bring you to a place where you can handle it. Amen. God knows where you need to be to get you where he can bless you. I thought about this. Lilies don't grow on the mountaintops. They grow in the fields. And most of the time they grow in a low spot. A low spot. A lot of times God will allow us to get in a low spot to make us realize that we must have Jesus Christ. Amen. Plentiful according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You could probably get enough accountants together. And they could probably figure out, and they've, they've said that Jeff Bezos is worth a gazillion or whatever, and Elon Musk is worth a trillion or whatever it is. You could figure out how much the net worth of some of those men are or whatever. You could get them together. But you could eventually get a net worth on every one of them. Honey, you can't get a net worth on Jesus Christ. He is precious. That's what the Bible says. That means you cannot put a price tag on Jesus. And he said, according to his riches and glory, by Christ Jesus. If you've got Jesus tonight, you've got all you need. If you don't have him tonight, then you need him. Let's everybody stand.